Welcome back to another episode of the NES Experience. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate the support. This episode, we are going to be talking about icing your injuries and heating your injuries. It is the dog days of summer we're about to get into. August is coming up right around the corner. We're actually going to be releasing this uh, first couple of days in August. It's uh, July 30th, Sunday fun day right now. Uh, But yeah, as summer keeps rolling, we're going to be talking about ice. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Ned, we've been seeing a lot of social media videos, people jumping in the ice bath, a lot of sponsored ads. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit why we're we're doing this uh, this podcast episode, why we're talking about ice? Yes, we were uh, we're in the heat of the summer right now, and everybody, we have a blend of things going on. We got summer college baseball league uh, where they play a forty four game season, and you know seven weeks, eight weeks, and they're beat down. You have basketball players right now doing AU that are trying to manage training um, and basketball performing at a high level. And then with football, we have the guys going through their summer camp series. So it's their, abil- their body's ability to re- recover and rebound and perform at a high level you know, on a weekly basis, or unfortunately what we're seeing is on back-to-back days or with, you know, 24 hours notice. So with all of this going on and my place doesn't have air conditioning, I was like, all right, we need to cool these guys down. Obviously, as much as it, it hurts my stomach to be all about some sponsored ads and their gimmicky bullshit. Um, one popped up, it was called, uh, the product is called the Ice Pod, which is basically a portable way to do ice baths for a cheap price. So we bought a couple of them for the facility and we are going through way too many hundreds of pounds of ice a week. And um, I did one myself and sorry. So what kind of triggered this whole podcast is, I mean, we're doing it. We might as well talk about it because I occasionally get my trolled comments of, oh, you see a sponsored dad and now you're doing something. But the reality of it is I started using ice therapy, cryotherapy in 2003 at IMG Academies. And uh, we were big on we would go from an ice bath. We would do a contrast from an ice bath to a jacuzzi. So you get your maximum cold temperature to your maximum warm. The bigger the contrast, uh, the better the performance. So we were always, and it's kind of easy when you're around water. So we would do, you know, pool mobility sessions, a lot of hot, cold contrasts, ice baths. It was a very, they just had everything there that you needed to be able to do it. And uh, I used ice for, that continued on when I moved out to the East Coast and we were Velocity and Trumbull. We did a lot with ice baths. So, um, this is not Ned doing some gimmicky sponsored ad. This would be Ned just, you know, using one of the tools in the toolbox that was used before, but what brought, what kind of brought it all about was, you know, you see something, it makes sense. And, uh, we've had, it's been great for people and we use it a lot for where we'll, we'll hit them with an ice bath after they lift and then they're going to have to play you know, a baseball game or 
we use them a lot to prepare the guys for their camp. So the day before, morning of, um, that CNS reactivation, um, it's a good way to to allow to for you to perform at a high level for your sport, but still get the work in in the weight room. So it's a good kind of shock of the system. Um, it raises dopamine levels, so that it helps with you know training as a stressor, all the skill works a stressor. So uh, and that all has to be managed. So, you know, I don't want to say that getting the ice baths might help with anxiety, depression and stress, but it, it kind of does. It's pretty damn refreshing. Um, uh, recovery time. So 15 years ago when I used ice, we would do it for 20, 25 minutes. So what we're doing is we're making them a little bit colder, shortening the duration. So 10 minutes or under, you would just get a little ther- uh, little pool thermometer to test the water 50 to 59 degrees 50 is really cold 59 is good for like beginners so um we're using it to help recover you know from the day in day out grind and then we also like it it helps with the lymphatic system and your immune system so doing all the successive amounts of training and playing an overtrained state increases your chance of uh getting sick so if we can give the lymphatic system a shot it's going to help with immune support and uh, keeping guys healthy. If you're gaining weight, you get sick. It's, it's hey, you've signed up for seven pounds of mostly fake weight loss, but the psychological mind fuck that occurs with a weight gain guy who gets sick is, I mean, you should really film it. Um, and then also it helps with sleep. So, um, and sleeping helps with, managing stress and sleeping is what allows your body to recover so it all kind of works you know together but big fan of the ice baths outside of all the ice that we need to buy what's your ice bath history story i'm sure your form go ahead yeah i've been a a big fan of the ice bath i've been taking a lot of ice baths ever since i can really remember i would fill up my own bath you know, in my in my house, my parents' house, just dump all the ice, run as cold as I could, just hop in there, you know, throw in some Epsom salt, you know, do a little hot, cold contrast, stuff like that, like you were saying. Uh, and then when I got to high school, they had actual ice bath, you know, tubs and stuff. So I got to, to sit in those for a bit. They were fun. And then college, they had a giant, you know, ice bath that would fit maybe about like six guys and then a couple smaller ice baths so you could fit like three guys in and everyone would just jump into them after practice and stuff for about 10, 15 minutes or so and, and just have a good time. A couple rubber duckies. It was a, uh, it was a blast. So yeah. Male, big male bonding. Oh yeah. A lot of male bonding when, when you go three guys in one of those small tubs. So. Yeah. So I definitely recommend checking them out uh it's a good product you would think it wouldn't work i don't see how they made it work but it works really well uh but in-house just going over some other things that we do for our athletes or you could do them for yourself but cold showers are good cold showers in the morning the hardest part about it is because i have done them before uh they suck so it is a mind over matter thing. It's one of these things like once you just do it, get through the first 30, 60 seconds of super annoying. And then you're like, wow, this, I mean, it has legs on it. You know, four hours later, you just feel better. 
Um, but definitely recommend doing that. We do a lot with, so like if you go to the NFL combine or an NBA combine and there's specific times and dates, camps, my guys are supposed to be in the hotel room that morning. We do foot ice baths. So uh, all you got to do is take the dirty uh, hotel garbage can, fill that bitch full of ice, dump it all in the tub, plug it up. And then in the morning, you just go ankle deep in it. A lot of nerve endings in the feet. It wakes everything up. Same concept without having to get all wet and have to change. Just 20 to 30 seconds in and out. Um, and that's another good thing. The foot ice baths for if you are going to lift and then you're going to go on court or go, you know, perform whatever you need to do. Doing it before the SATs, doing it before a big board meeting. Um, it's especially when, you know, I occasionally have to be functional at 6, 7 a.m., which is super annoying, but uh, I'll do it. And especially if I'm traveling, if I'm traveling, it's for something generally important anyways. Um, so foot ice baths, we do them in-house. People do them on their own. And then what you brought up, hot, cold contrast, which is my favorite. And I believe more beneficial than anything because you get all the benefits of cold and all the benefits of hot. Uh, and then when you time it the right way, which is right before you go to bed, um, that is going to give you the best night's sleep ever, therefore giving you speeding up your body and your recovery time the most. So we do any time before a big competition the night before a game, not the day of. I had one dumb athlete be like, oh, I used to do them every day, every time before I pitched. And I'm like, no, that's the, you should want to take a nap after you do this. So I had one person get it wrong out of thousands. That's not too bad. But yeah, you want to do it the night before. You want to do it 30 minutes before you go to bed. So that is what's going to give you, especially if you're you don't get good sleep, you're a restless sleeper, puts you to bed like a baby. Um, with the hot, cold contrast, you could do it in the shower. So you go two minutes hot, two minutes cold or one minute hot, one minute cold, four to five bat four to five bouts it takes whatever eight to 16 minutes um and that is something that anybody could do but if you can't go from a jacuzzi or a hot tub to a ice tub the the temperature contrast is going to give you you know the most bang for your buck i'm actually going to use that because sam gets terrible sleep and can never actually stay asleep so maybe doing some hot cold contrast before bed, that'll be a good thing, kind of, you know, put the lights out because that's definitely needed. Uh, I actually didn't know that. How, why does it put you to sleep? Uh, because I'm going to go more over with warm baths, but um, it just makes it makes anything to do with water, whether most more warm than cold is going to allow you to has a therapeutic calming effect so they have research that um warm baths increase your stage three sleep which is where your immune system muscles grow in recovery and things like that and then stage four REM sleep which helps with memory retention so unfortunately there have been a lot of nerds that you know just linking warm bath alone at night and then you throw the epsom salt in there which helps with you know tissue recovery um but yeah they just studied it now hot versus cold using both of them i don't know how much research has been done on that but my research is everybody that i tell do it and everybody tell me that that's fantastic 
So there's nobody that said that they didn't have, you know, I mean, look, very, very, very small percentages. So, um, but I mean, more oxygen, you're going to get better sleep. Um, you know, it's just bringing all the nutrients and fuel in your body to get ready to recover. So, but that is more on the, on the heat side. Awesome. Is there anything on the cold side of like what not to do or anything to avoid? Yeah, just make sure that you don't go too long. So as I said, I would if I could take back, I wouldn't have done 20 because we do 20, 30 minutes. And what happens is if you're in too long, you end your body is going to say like, oh, I'm too cold. I'm in a survival situation and it's going to increase blood flow and have the reverse effect. Now, when that reverse effect happens, that's not really researched that much because nobody's pulling out and stabbing vials of blood when somebody's you know going through hypothermia so i don't think we have the answer of that but going too long i think there's just a diminishing effect it's just not necessary and then going too cold and that's where you get into because if you do if you do a whole bunch of research because everybody's got a poo poo party now they're creating their own set of research about how dangerous it is to do cold plunges and ice baths because of what it does oh I guess if we're doing a fucking disclaimer, man, if you've got heart conditions and shit, don't, don't do this. So that's the go. Don't be dumb. I guess I had to throw that in there. Cause people can be dumb. Um, but going, what, why, why, if you have a heart condition, what, what makes it bad for that? I mean, it could make you go into cardiac arrest. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. That would be very bad. So that's why when you have heart conditions, your world's just that much more difficult. Um, but don't go too cold because people, I mean, even in this 50 to 50 degree, it's like people, when you go in, like hold the whole part of this is teaching your body to calm down in a stress situation. So the most common thing is people get in and they go, Oh God. And it's just that holy shit freak out. And that's why in all those videos, the first thing you hear me say is deep, slow, deep inhale through the nose, breathe out through your mouth to get you. So take your plate. It's met. You're doing baby meditation um when you get in there to control and calm everything down and then within 60 seconds your body acclimates and then everything is fine it's it's being able to i mean i'm i'm sure it's the same thing if you're having a baby never had a baby saw my wife have two there was some breathing and shit uh but yeah you got to chill the fuck out so don't go too cold and don't go too long uh, and another thing with ice is it can't be ice, 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 ice for everything. You do not want to treat injury outside of I just got hurt. My elbow just got hurt. I'll throw some ice on it to make it feel better. But there is way too much. People trying to make their groin issue go away by icing their groin for five weeks straight every single day. And all you're doing is making things more tight and less mobile which is going to increase the chance of you having an issue with it later on. But once again, that goes back into the, the heat thing. So, uh, but now there's my, uh, there's my what not to do. Awesome. Yeah. I was always told that it's 48 hours after you get hurt. If you want to throw ice on it, numb it up. But then after that, it's switched to heat. People say 48, people say 72. The big thing is it's all the you want the inflammation down for the most part before you start to heat it. Um, 
but that the ice really isn't time is more helping with the inflammation going down the ice isn't necessarily doing it but the ice is when the ice takes the blood flow away from the area it has to come back and the and then the blood flow coming back in is the good stuff so it indirectly helps with the inflammation i'm just not trying to well you're gonna you either are about to know or know my stance on people treating ice because it's frustrating because everybody bags of ice and i have to tell the whole spiel now i don't because i'll be able to talk about it in the podcast and i could just say go watch episode or listen to episode 39 and you'll learn why awesome yeah it kind of just you know it's a lot like alcohol it you know you pour alcohol over ice it kind of makes it a little bit smoother it kind of just numbs the burn you know you put some ice on your groin just kind of numbs it makes it so you don't feel it around there anymore but other than that it's not doing much like a band-aid yeah just a a really really cold band-aid uh but yeah so if that's not doing much then then how do you treat your injuries with heat so um after you're through your window your 24 to or 48 to 72 hour window now what we want to do is we want to bring blood flow to the area so oxygen nutrient rich oxygen nutrient dense blood to the area is going to help speed up recovery time um the when you look at growth hormone which is pretty important for repairing injured muscles and building muscles though any type of anabolic hormone also is going to get delivered when you put the heat on um as far as your flexibility and mobility so the reason why you don't want to ice all the time four weeks after a groin injury is because part of the the rehabilitation process to get back to 100 percent function is improving the flexibility which is part of the reason why it might have gotten injured in the first place and the mobility the hips and and the function to be able to replicate the motions that you would do on the basketball court without having any problems again so if I am constantly icing, um, that is counterbalancing my flexibility and mobility needs and heating up tissue, making it more pliable than stretching it is what should be done in the process to getting back to sport, not continuous icing. So, um, and heat's also good for pain relief. So, uh, back issues sprains tendinosis which is like long-term tendinitis it's like hey i've had patellar tendinitis for you know a whole season four months and i didn't treat it now it's tendinosis so more severe tendinosis injuries uh heat is going to help with that muscle spasms and back issues and things like that so heat brings you know all the repair and recovery things that you need to do so when you're thinking treatment pains illnesses and whatever don't think ice uh think heat um so i was saying earlier warm ups and bath salts so part of treatment of injury and speeding up recovery time and getting healthy is sleeping so we know that warm baths are going to get you into the stage three and stage four sleep that you need to maximize your recovery so you definitely want to implement those and then the hot cold contrast i went over that with ice but basically when you know the vaso dilation occurs with the hot 
it opens everything up and then you flip it over and then go to the cold so that's vaso um contraction um with the cold and it causes a blood flush or a blood pump and it flushes out it helps flushing out the lymphatic system and all the metabolic waste and toxins to get in the muscle uh lactic acid and and all those things to help speed up recovery time once again with the benefits of hot and cold paired at night therefore sleep therefore fun stuff and then heating pads is something that everybody should have in the house really multiple um and then it but you always want to go 20 minutes on 20 minutes off and then depending on who you are you know do 20 minutes on the bad shoulder and 20 minutes on the knee and then switch it you know back and forth so just pick another thing that's bothering you or another thing that's tight and alternate those sides back and forth for a couple hours um and then because we just had pool mobility yesterday um i figured and our pool temperature was 88 degrees we're gonna throw my pool into the heat category but we also take the athletes through movement mechanics in the water um and it's a way for us to be mobile, but take 70% of the load off our body. So we get a workout, but cause everybody's overtrained with all the, how hard we've been training this summer and all the shit going on. So those are all things that we use to help keep our athletes in the game performing. That's important stuff. Uh, you know, ice and heat are two of the, the biggest weapons, I guess, when it comes to treating things, uh, you know, icing a ton after practice and i remember heating a ton to to get warmed up and to get things loose before practices uh so yeah i guess that kind of pretty much does it for this episode the only thing we have left we've been kind of doing a new little thing replacing the question and an answer kind of like a, a true or false thing but keeping with the the topic of ice baths uh something i used to do i don't you know, you can weigh in on if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but we'd set the ice bath to maybe about like 48, 45 and just kind of sink right into it. And if you're watching along on YouTube, I'd, I'd sink in a little lopsided. So I'd get all the way in, but I'd sink in my right shoulder because I was a quarterback. And then I'd have my neck kind of down, you know, trying to keep my heart above the water and and just let my whole body just soak in the ice bath for for a good 15 minutes that was was that was that a productive use of that time for me ned i mean borderline disturbing uh i guess you're trying to be proactive and not have a heart attack by keeping your heart out of the water so that was good uh and the excessive coldness probably it was probably too cold which probably didn't help you too much i don't know man how'd it go did you love it no i mean i definitely wouldn't describe it as loving it i thought it was like you know a galaxy brain move i was like gonna never be sore and the the trainer you know at, at the high school just kind of you know just looked at me and kind of supervised me so I wouldn't die of hypothermia, but just kind of like shook his head and was like, I can't, I can't approve of this, but I'm not going to stop you. So 
Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. Yeah, no, just add that to the list of top 25 dumbest things you did as an athlete. Good stuff, good list. So, yeah, next episode on the NES Experience, uh, two weeks from now, we will be talking uh, about a topic where you're always being evaluated. And until then, uh, make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. And is there any final message you want to leave the, the listeners and viewers, maybe both of them, at home? As we, we head into August. See, it's I, funny that you say that since I told you 27 fucking minutes ago that the big takeaway was don't ask me if I have anything else to say because I don't. All right. We will see you guys in two weeks. It's the NES experience. How come you ever want to leave a little thing for, for people? <laughs> <laughs>